Hi everyone. Thank you so much for finding us on your favorite podcast app and or YouTube. My name is Joe Lee with Faith Wilson, Christie's International Real Estate. And my name is Jeff Chan, also licensed with Faith Wilson, Christie's International Real Estate. And starting from today, we're also known as the Mike for Vancouver Real Estate. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Hey Joe, how's it going? Podcast day, I'm always excited for podcast day. Yeah, honestly, every time I learn so much, and I think our listeners do too. That's yeah. why you guys keep coming back. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's you right. may or may not have noticed that uh, the scenery in the background has changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying out a new angle. So if you guys are watching on our YouTube channel, please let us know. Which However, one, one thing has not changed. What is it? What didn't change? It's your shirt, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot to do laundry. I was really hoping you didn't find out. I was really hoping. No, I did do laundry. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just didn't think that much. I just thought, ah, oh, podcast day. Yeah. Like, this is my best shirt for podcast. It's your podcast. favorite color. It's I'm all just going to take it. Baby blue, one of my favorite colors. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> when I got here, I was like, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I wore the same thing as last It's okay. Week. Most of you guys are probably listening in your car and your, anyway, so you don't even see. Oh, um, my God. But oh. we do apologize in advance. Uh, today's topic um, can be a little bit more dry. I got my coffee ready. Yeah, and if you guys are on your morning commute, we hope you do too. That's right, that's um, right. Joe, why don't you tell us uh, what we're talking about today? Yeah, so September is here. Apologize, uh, pull you in on Labor Day trying to do this, but we had a commitment. Uh, what we're talking about, we're back to our educational series. Last month, we talked about inspection, what you should know about inspection. This week, I feel like we should talk about something that a lot of people do know. Yeah. Uh, however, they just know that it's something that they have to pay, and mm-hmm. then they don't they could care less about everything else. Uh, what I'm really talking about is a property transfer tax. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are just like, oh, it's a soft cost. I just have to pay it. Uh, but what we want to do is really just kind of educate you guys of the what, the how, the when, and the where. So Jeff, well, as per usual, why don't you start uh, with the history of property transfer tax? How do you calculate it? And then I guess we can have an open discussion about some exemptions. I'm pretty sure a lot of the uh, listeners wants to uh, hear about that and maybe some other details. So of course, and if you guys have never heard of property transfer tax, no problem. That's why we're here and we're all gonna learn something today. That's right. So let's do a quick history lesson. Uh, one of my favorite subjects back in school, uh, <laughs> originally called the property purchase tax or PBT for short. That's the abbreviation we're going to use today. This was actually introduced in 1987, which is about how old Joe is. This was when average home (laughs) prices in Vancouver were below Mm $200,000 and it was introduced by Premier Bill Vanderzom as a wealth tax because back then 95% of the properties did not qualify for the tax at the time because they were all under $200,000. Now, immediately I have some alerts and uh, bells going off in my head. It's like, in the last 30 years, did all of a sudden everyone qualify as a wealthy and rich individual in Vancouver? (laughs) I know I don't consider myself as wealthy. I I don't know if you do. Well, I guess in a way it's like we made more money than the people in 1987, but 
they didn't calculate about everything else, cost of living, everything else. Fair, you know? <laughs> okay, maybe on income alone, yeah, we were considered uh, wealthy uh, by 1987 standards. That's right, that's right. Now, after that introduction, there's also been some changes that the government initiated. Mm -hmm. And in 1994, they introduced the first time home buyers program right. and continue to modify it throughout the years, which we will cover. They initiated the newly built home exemption that, in 2016, which we'll cover. And they added an additional 15% of PPT on foreign buyers in 2017, mm -hmm. which they then upped to 20% in 2018, mm -hmm. which if you guys remember back in 2018, that kind of caused a big stir and we did go through a, a mini crash in the real estate market because, you know, put yourself in their shoes as a foreign home buyer. All of a sudden I'm buying a million dollar home. I got to pay an extra 200K. Mm -hmm. What the heck? Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's true. It's true. And just like, you know, a lot of things, it's it's the concept of introducing to this that made everybody kind of pull back because they're just like, oh, I don't know, like, how much this will uh, impact the market. But yes. now that we're in 2022, there's actually multiple reports that says that, in fact, there wasn't even that much foreigner that's kind of buying into Canada. Um, mm -hmm. And that's why the impact of this actually the news article impact is much greater than actual content of you know the whole 20%. Which I think generally that is the case whenever any big news comes up. Everyone's a little bit more hesitant, cautious, mm -hmm. and then things settle down. That's right. Now, property transfer tax generally is calculated this way. Mm -hmm. You pay 1% on the first 200,000 mm -hmm. and 2% sorry, on the balance of the purchase price. Mouthful, really mouthful. That's kind of a complicated and confusing way of saying it. Mm -hmm. And generally Joe and I like to inform our clients to calculate or think about it in this way. Take the full purchase price, yeah. do 2%, yeah. minus $2,000. Much easier for mental math much easier. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, that only applies to properties that are under $3 million. That's right. If you are in the bracket where you're purchasing a home over $3 million, <laughs> congratulations, yep. dinner's on you. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, an additional 5% that you have to pay for anything more than $3 million. Correct. Now, the common misconception here is that people think they're paying 5% on the total purchase of anything that's over $3 million, mm -hmm. which is not true. Mm -hmm. It's only the amount that surpasses that. Mm -hmm. For example, if you're buying a home that's $3.2 million, mm -hmm. you're only paying the 5% on the $200,000 that exceeds the $3 million. Correct. Makes me think about income tax brackets. I think this is probably the best way to relate it, mm -hmm. you know, because once again, if you make over $200,000, it's not like you're going to be taxed like 40 plus percent on the whole $200,000. Yeah. There is a scale that you go up from that. And this is exactly the same case. Yeah. So it's kind of fair in that it's a tiered system, you know, like the more expensive the, the place, like, you know, you exactly. do have to pay a little bit more tax. Exactly. So thank you for that. So what I will add on to is kind of the calculation, what is it based on? A lot of people just go, oh yeah, I bought it for that and that's the kind of the probably transfer tax amount, right? Yeah, that, that is the 99.99% that mm. is the case, uh, but there are some exemptions, right? Or some different unique scenarios. Yeah. So let's quickly just talk about this. You know, fair market value, there's really two ways to kind of break this down. There is kind of the open market and the non-open market. The open market is what I just talked about and what we're all accustomed to. Hire a realtor, put out MLS, do an open house, get people to come in and then, oh, they like it, put down an offer and that agreed price that you guys are talking about, mm -hmm. you guys have agreed upon, that is generally the fair market value. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. right? Now, there's really two scenarios that would really challenge this if you decide to go this route on fair market value. And that is mostly what happens between the accepted offer yeah. to completion date. Because guys, don't forget, your taxes is generally calculated on completion date, not on the accepted offer. I'll give you two perfect scenarios. What happens if number one, the value has really uh, decreased between uh, accepted offer to completion or number two, how happened the condition has changed. Yeah. A couple of, I'll give you an example. Let's say we bought on January the 1st mm -hmm. and our completion is on April the 1st. Okay. How, what happens if, if between January the 1st to April the 1st, the real estate market tanked 25%? Not good. Not good, right? You need to recalculate at what a fair market value is at that time. That is what we call the, va uh, the, the value of the home. The second thing we talked about is the condition. So once again, same example, January the 1st, we bought it. March 1st, half the house caught on fire. Mm -hmm. But it's not so much that the whole house is gone. It's just a portion of it. We still want them. We still want the home for some reason. And then what's happened on April the 1st? Yeah. The house is half burnt. Well, the, the condition on the house is no longer the same. Mm -hmm. This is where things get a little bit debatable. And then that's where you're going to have to probably hire a lawyer and then really kind of go deep right into uh, talking to the other side about, okay, this has happened, what is a fair market value, right? So <clears throat> that is the open market and it's much easier. Now, what happens if it's not an open market? Mm -hmm. Example, I have a home, or so you have a home, I wanna buy it from you. Yeah. We are not testing the open house, we're not even putting on Paragon or the Realtor Web, it's just because we're friends and you wanna sell it to me. Yeah, and well, I can sell it to you at heavy discount because we're homies. Exactly, right? So fair market value at that time then would be determined in two different ways. The most, I guess seriously, the best way, but probably the most costly way is you hire an independent appraiser. Mm -hmm. Get them to come in, okay, today's, once again, April the 1st, the home, or be just before April the 1st, the home is worth whatever number, right? A full report, no, 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 no if, no buts, it's mm -hmm. settled. The second one is we use BC assessment as a, prop, uh, as a property evaluation, right? Now, the only thing about BC assessment is it is a, sticky, slippery road that we want to go down is because BC assessment is generally based on the July 1st of last year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like for example, right now, right now, today is uh, Labor Day, September. If you go on BC assessments website, that number that you're still looking at is based on last July. Mm -hmm. It's been over a year. How valid is that number still? Mm -hmm. Within the last year, like we talked about from other podcasts on market update, Prices have changed up, a lot. And it has come back down a bit now. Mm -hmm. right? So like, what do we do, right? So if that is the case, I mean, that's just one of the reasons. The other reasons why BC assessment might not be applicable is uh, what happens if from BC assessment till now, the zoning has changed. Mm -hmm. Or once again, the condition of the house has changed. Maybe you've done some renovations. Maybe you got a legal suite in there. Or maybe like with the previous example, half the house burned. Yeah. Well, what happens if the home was a on a farmland, but you decided that you want to change it from purely enjoyment to class nine of ALR, which means that you are doing commercial business. That mm -hmm. will significantly reduce your BC assessment, uh, sometimes like up to 90%. Yeah, well, rightfully so. Right, rightfully so. Right? Yeah. So these are kind of the things, and if that, if obviously BC assessment is not workable, then I think, of course, independent appraiser is probably the best way yeah. for, for that. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how you calculate, uh, like how the uh, property transfer tax is calculated based on fair market value. This is what really fair market value means. So Jeff, why don't you just 
answer the million dollar question that everybody, a lot of our listeners probably log into this podcast for, which is the exemptions. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to pay more tax <laughs> than they absolutely have to. I know I don't and I know you don't uh, either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's basically two major ways. How about I cover the first one and then you can cover the second one. Sure. Yeah. Now, for the listeners and, and viewers out there, you probably already know or are aware of the first one is that you have to be a first-time home buyer. Introduced now, in 1994. Exactly. Now, this is only applicable for resale homes, so mm-hmm. not new constructions. Mm-hmm. And there are uh, quite a few boxes that you have to check in order to qualify. Mm-hmm. Number one is that you have to either A, be a Canadian citizen, mm-hmm. or B, you have to be a permanent residence. Correct. Not only that, but you have to make sure you have lived in BC for at least one year yeah. immediately before the registration date of when you want to purchase the property. Correct. And uh, number two, you also have to file at least two income tax returns in BC over the course of the last six years. Yeah. So right now we're in 2022. From 2016 until now, you have to make sure you have filed at least uh, two years of taxes in BC. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but um, the requirement where you have to have lived at least one year in BC immediately before the purchase date, mm-hmm. don't think that you can just say, oh, I'm going to take a six-month vacation to Belize. Mm-hmm. Really, you're supposed to be in the province during that time, and the government may do their due diligence. So make sure you talk to a, a professional about how to make sure you qualify um, for this exemption. Yeah. Uh, number three, you have to have never owned or registered interest in a property that was your principal residence anywhere in the world at any time. So your home in Dubai, Joe? That I bought in 1987. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Hell no. Just like my house uh, in South America that I bought in, uh, you know, 1994. <laughs> and lastly, you know, you've never received the first time home buyer exemption before or refund. Duh. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Like no brainer. It's yeah. called the first time home buyer exemption. That's right. Now we've covered qualifications as the individual, the home buyer. That's you. You. There is also qualifications you must meet about the property that you are buying. Correct. First and foremost, it cannot have a fair market value of over five hundred thousand dollars. It must also be 0.5 hectares or 1.24 acres or smaller. Now, if you don't meet these qualifications, Mm -hmm. you can qualify for a partial exemption too. Yeah, but only if the fair market value of the home is uh, less than five hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. I know immediately you're like, Joe, Jeff, what am I going to buy for that? Like, you know. Mm. There are properties out there. If you guys are looking in that market, you know, feel free to contact us. We'd be more than happy to help you out. Mm-hmm. Um, but these properties also have to be larger than 0.5 hectares mm-hmm. and it has to have another building on the property other than the principal residence. I would say that in Greater Vancouver, our market here, I think we should probably just focus on the dollar volume because let's be honest, 525, you're not. You're not buying anything with an additional structure on it that isn't the principal residence. Or hectares. That sounds great. I want to hect her. Yeah, if you guys know any pocket listings like that, please let us know. We would gladly invest or find you an investor. That's right. Now, one of the things I guess I'll add before I move on to the second um, exemption is that obviously you being a first-time home buyer, this has to be your primary residence. You know, Jeff, you can't go buy that home and you're mm. a first-time home buyer. You're like, oh, that's for investment. I'm renting that out. You basically have for, um, if that is the case, you have a forego your first-time home buyer exemption. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, let's talk about the second way. Now, the second way is, say, if you buy a pre-sale. 
Um, yeah, that is including if you're buying a house that's constructed on a vacant land, yeah, or if you're buying a manufactured home, like a mobile home, like a mobile home yeah. on a vacant land. Or thirdly, and this is probably what's more applicable for all of us in Greater Vancouver, is if you're buying a brand new pre-sale, either condo or townhouses. Mm-hmm. Um, now, let's if you want this exemption, let's just quickly talk about what your requirement is. Now, of course, your requirement is you must be a Canadian citizen. Okay. or a PR, um, they will ask for your SIN number. Uh, you are located in BC, and mm-hmm. you are going to be using this once again for a primary residence. Mm-hmm. So I can go around the corner and buy that new pre-sale that we have here in Richmond and then be like, oh yeah, I'm buying that for and rented it out, and I, I don't want to pay property transfer tax. Yeah. Okay? And here's the key thing, and it has a fair market value of $750,000 or less. You said half a million dollars. Yeah. This is not 700. This sounds much more enticing and interesting. As you can tell, this is more of the updated version. (laughs) That's right, right? Um, And I say that, you know, you purchase something just a little bit over $750,000. Don't worry. Just like what Jeff said, you are entitled to a partial exemption. Now, in this case, if you're buying a pre-sale, then it is going to be anywhere between $750,000 to $800,000. Okay? And of course, how is this partial exemption calculated? It's a pretty complicated formula. So instead of us trying to explain it, it's exponential, by the way, too. Yeah. It's not a straight line. Uh, why don't we just post it on the link in the descriptions of the podcast or the YouTube? And then if you're interested into, for example, how much rebate you're going to get, if you purchase something for 783 or 820 then just click on the link and you'll be able to kind of see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now in Vancouver, another thing that happens quite often, um, as I said, is that for first-time home buyers, even a half a million dollars or seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, it's quite difficult for some, so for for a lot of you know yeah, it's people, still a lot of money, still a lot of money. Yeah. So what they do is we all heard this term before is called the bank, uh, the bank of mom and dad, the best bank in the world. Uh, low interest love. rate, zero interest rate bank, and no qualification process. There we go. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> and and what happens is that if it's a if that particular situation, let's say I'm for first time home buyer, mom and dad is trying to help me. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, not only are they helping me with the down payment, I also need their name on the mortgage because my income working at whatever is just not enough. Yeah. So mom and dad almost had to step in and use their income just to <laughs> boost it up. Yeah. Now that mom and dad's um, I guess their name is on the mortgage. That means that their name also needs to be on the contract. Right? Mm. How is this calculated? Do you just lose all your exemption? Uh, the answer is no. Uh, if that is the case, then what they do is they will ask for percentage of ownership. Okay. So let's say that mom and dad is going to be paying some of the money, and they but they obviously want the best for me. Um, then what they say is, oh, maybe we'll do. 40% under mom and dad's name, yeah. 60% in my name, maybe because predominantly a lot of the down payments are on me and obviously I'm paying for the monthly payments. Mm-hmm. So what that would mean is that 60% of the purchase price will be exempt from property transfer tax because I'm the first time home buyer. Yeah. And the 40% that mom and dad is helping in their percentage of uh, ownership, that will still be applicable for property transfer tax. So it's still proportionate. It's, it's still fair. proportionate. Now in the last 10 years, I've been hearing this a lot, and I have experienced this uh, with some of my art clients as well. It's like, oh, okay, well, let's take the same scenario. Why would I take 40%? I want the best for my kid. Yeah. Well, let's just try to save as much tax as possible. Let's go 99 and 1%. Yeah. 
that I would say is uh, we're not encouraging it, neither are we discouraging it. I just think that if this is what you are trying to do, before you do it, you have to talk to whatever rep representative, a, a lawyer or yeah. an accountant. All we're gonna say on this podcast is the CRA knows and the CRA will look. Yeah, tread carefully. Uh, yeah, like Joe said, we're not advising you one way or the other. We're just here to share information and knowledge with you. Um, and the decision at the end of the day, is up to you guys. Because this is definitely getting beyond the scope of our work as mm -hmm. real estate agents. Yeah, um, and then um, I guess this is also the time that I also want to quickly mention uh, right in the beginning of the podcast that you said about what happens if you're not a PR or obviously you're not a Canadian citizen mm -hmm. or talking about foreigners. And a lot of listeners might have heard this is called foreign tax. Yeah, and uh, the foreign tax, um, of course, is additional to everything that we have talked about, and is a, now in 2022 is additional 20 percent. Uh, I'm just gonna take one really quick sec and just let people know if that is where you know that's the situation for you. Please know that you are able to get this 20% back with one condition that is that you become a PR one year after the registration date. Yeah. Uh, however, you have to pay for it first, and then once you get it within that year, then you can apply and have that returned back to you. Mm -hmm. They, I think the CRA just doesn't want to take any risk. So we'll take the money first. And then, you know, once you have, you know, satisfied what we want, then we'll give you back the money. Okay. So that's important to know. Now, one last thing, and I think there's a reason why I wanted to leave this last, is a lot of people, especially actually first-time home buyers, they don't know is that um, property transfer tax cannot be part of your mortgage. It's a cash thing that you have to give to the government. Mm -hmm. The lawyer or the notary that you, you hire, at the time of completion, it will be part of the statement of adjustments. So like what we kind of talked about in the inspection podcast, we always recommend people don't throw every penny that you got into the down payment and then, oh yeah, well, I'll make money and you know, I can start paying for the monthly payment. This is part of what we call the soft cost. Mm -hmm. uh, so once again, like you need to have this in your back pocket ready to go at the time of completion. Uh, I, I actually have experienced some situations is that at this first time home buyer literally threw all their money and then they, they ran out of money and they have to actually open up a line of credit just to pay, to pay for the tax, tax which is obviously you're already strapped for cash mm -hmm. and like you're still trying to do this right so that is pretty much it Jeff mm -hmm. in terms of what I want to cover in terms of property transfer tax my coffee is still half full so i think i did a pretty good job <laughs> <laughs> yeah hopefully uh you guys haven't fallen asleep on your morning commute mm -hmm. <laughs> uh yeah that is all about property transfer tax if you made it all the way here thank you thank you so much joe and i appreciate you guys a lot and mm. you know you are the whole reason why we started this podcast to begin with mm -hmm. uh and if you guys liked what you heard mm -hmm. if you didn't like it we'd love for you to share your opinion leave us a comment um uh, like subscribe you know the drill um yeah, help us with the algorithm. Yes. Everybody talks about it, but it really does help, especially for us who's just starting out. So if you could like or comment, it will really definitely push this more to other people that might find this useful. Yeah. There we go. So once again, my name is Jeff. And my name is Joe. We, and are, we are the Mike for Vancouver Real Estate. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Have a great week, everyone. Have a good week. Yeah.